Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. Carter, how are you today? I'm great. So excited to be doing this surprise episode. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we've we had some, te- by we I mean I, have had some technical difficulties today, once again being hit um, with the bug of no Wi-Fi. And so we couldn't do one this morning. And then our contestants, sadly, were not available later in the day. And long story short, we have two contestants who have stepped in at the last minute so heroically to fill um, the shoes of our uh, former contestants. So we are very grateful to these people. And uh, we're going to make the best of this episode for the, of these and these questions, which were not written for the contestants that we ended up getting. So it is what it is. Okay, but let's meet these esteemed contestants. Uh, First, we have Margaret. Hey, happy to be back. Proud to be your second choice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're kind of my third choice, actually, because Steph was my second choice. Now I've got a chip on my shoulder, something to prove. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for being here anyway, Margaret. Um, uh, And we have also Stephanie. Hi, I'm Stephanie. I'm also thrilled to be back, um, this time in a very different time zone than last time. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's called in at midnight before, so that's a, that's well, a first. It's, it's, it's definitely an honor. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for staying up for us. Um, well, thank you both for being here today. As with all of our regular episodes, uh, we'll have four rounds of questions today, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Round one, as y'all may already know, is our first general knowledge round. You'll each get five multiple choice questions on different topics. Questions here worth 10 points each. So just guess how you answer and you'll get those 10 points. All righty, Margaret, you are up first. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, question one. In the 1984 film Amadeus, the actor who played which of the following characters won the Academy Award for their role? A, was it the actor who played Mozart? B, the actor who played Salieri? Or C, the actor who played Constanze? Just going off the title here, I'm going to guess Mozart himself. Um, It's actually Salieri. Um, Both F. Murray Abraham, um, who played Salieri, and Tom Hulse, who played uh, Mozart were nominated, but Abraham won for. Wow. Yeah. Question two. Which of the following NFL teams has played the most seasons with a domed home stadium? A, mm. the Los Angeles Rams, B, the Minnesota Vikings, or C, the Indianapolis Colts? Ooh, I don't think it's the Rams because I'm pretty sure they moved recently. I'm going to go with the Vikings. It was actually the Colts. Um, the Colts, um, the Colts have been dome dwellers, as my brother wrote, uh, since 1983 when they left Baltimore's Memorial Stadium for the Indiana Dome and have played all of their home games indoors uh, since. The Vikings actually moved from Metropolitan Stadium to the Metrodome the year prior. However, they spent the 2014 and 2015 seasons sh- uh, sharing TCF Bank Stadium with the University of Minnesota, while U.S. Bank Stadium was under construction, thus leaving them with one fewer season indoors uh, got me on a technicality i yeah. love it um the rams were in, became an indoor team in 1995 uh in st louis um, and they now play indoors at sofi stadium uh yeah but it's far fewer seasons for them question three on september 6th 1666 the blaze that destroyed most of what city was finally extinguished 
A, Paris, B, London, or C, Amsterdam? London. That's correct. The Great Fire of London had begun four days earlier at a bakery on Pudding Lane. Over 13,000 structures were destroyed. Question four. On May 27th, 1956, what athlete became the first black player to win a tennis grand slam when they won both singles and doubles at the French Open? A, Arthur Ashe, B, Althea Gibson, or C, Serena Williams? <laughs> um, I should know this because my grandmother is a huge tennis fan. Um, I'm going to go with the first person you said. Arthur Ashe. I know um, it's not Serena. Uh, um, no, it's not Serena. Arthur Ashe. Yeah, about, about uh, 45 years too early for Serena Williams. Yeah. Um, it was actually B, though, Althea Gibson. Oh, uh, man, I'm G having terrible luck. Yeah. Gibson was a trailblazer in the tennis world. She was the first black player invited to the U.S. Open. Um, and after winning her first Wimbledon in 1957, she became the, the only the second um, ever black person to be honored with a ticker tape parade in New York City. Wow. Question five. Which of the following grocery stores opened first? A, Safeway, B, Piggly Wiggly, or C, Giant? Have never heard of Giant. I think it's Piggly Wiggly because I know my mom grew up going there. That's close. It's actually Safeway. Um, Safeway was founded in 1915. Piggly Wiggly, 1916. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, and Giant, 1923. So, yeah, they're all... <laughs> All quite old. Yeah. Well, I like the pavilions down here, which is a brand of Safeway because they have free wine tastings, um, though okay. I haven't been in a while. Anyway, well, Stephanie, I love the worm. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, are you ready for your five questions? I hope so. Okie dokie. Question one. In early 2023, Google announced that, starting in June, they would finally start taking new Street View pictures in what European country? after a 10-year absence? A, Poland, B, France, or C, Germany? I know that there aren't many Street View pictures in Germany, but I think that's more so because of laws and not because they've updated, or because they haven't updated. So I'm gonna go with Poland. It was actually Germany. Um, the, the lack of places on German Street View is thanks to a 2010 lawsuit by residents of the village, village of um, Molfzee when Google first announced Street View. This led to a chain reaction of various privacy, privacy laws and company-specific regulations that kept German Street View to only minimal coverage. Most of those laws and regulations have since been repealed or reworked, and in the first update in July 2023, Street View added more photos of 25 different German cities, including I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Question two. Which of the following presidents were assassinated at the Pan American Exhibition in Buffalo, New York? A, James Garfield, B, William McKinley, or C, Warren G. Harding? Um, I'm going to go with McKinley. That's correct. Uh, McKinley was shot by Leon Chalgosh on September 6th, 1901. Uh, and he died eight days later. Question three. Which of the following fruits cannot be found in a standard pack of Welch's fruit snacks? A, orange, 
B, apple, or C, strawberry? Oh, um, what was the first option again? Orange. I'm going to go with apple. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Very good. Yeah, I thought that was a fun question. Mason wrote that one. <laughs> question four. In 1992, Major League Baseball vetoed the sale of the San Francisco Giants to Vance Naimoli, who was seeking to move the team to what southern city? A, Tampa, B, New Orleans, or C, Nashville? Um, I'm going to go with New Orleans. Uh, it was actually Tampa. Um, Tampa and St. Petersburg tried to lure the Giants to Tampa Bay with the construction of Tropicana Field, an enticing new stadium to replace Candlestick Park in San Francisco which was poorly designed for baseball and was often the subject of many complaints from visiting teams. The Giants were eventually sold to a group that promised to keep the team in the Bay and fund a new baseball-specific stadium to replace Candlestick Park. Uh, Tampa would eventually get a team when the Devil Rays took up residence in Tropicana Field. And finally, question five. On September 6th, 1651, while fleeing enemy troops in the Battle of Worcester in the English Civil War, the future King Charles II hid where? A, in an oak tree, B, in a well, or C, in an outhouse? In a... in an oak tree. That's correct. Um, the Royal Oak, <laughs> as it is now called, was in the Moscobel ah. Wood near the namesake house in Shropshire, and Royal Oak Day is commemorated annually in the region on September 6th. And he became king in 1660 with the restoration of the monarchy. Well, that's the end of round one. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? Looks like we have Margaret at 10 and Steph at 30. All righty. And now it is time for round two. So, Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Yes. In round two, round two, you'll each get... Uh, th five open-ended questions on the same topic. Questions here worth 20 points each. And if you get them wrong, your opponent can answer for 10 points. Okay, so as I explained to Margaret and Carter before you, Steph, joined the Zoom call, um, there mm -hmm. wasn't anything on September 6th that jumped out to me um, event or birthday-wise. And so I went out on my own for a topic for today's episode. Um, and I settled on presidential homes. So I'm going to either, uh, yeah, I'm going to describe the home to you and you're going to tell me whose home it is. So lovely. yeah, hopefully that will be okay. Uh, Margaret, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Question one, what president lived in a house just a few blocks from the Illinois state capitol for 17 years before he became president? I'm going to go with the most Illinois president I know of, Abraham Lincoln. That's correct. Uh, it is now the Lincoln Home National Historic Site in Springfield. Question two. What president bought La Casa Pacifica, located on the ocean in San Clemente, California, to serve as his Western White House? Ooh, now I'm thinking California. Is this potentially Ronald Reagan? Not Reagan. Steph? Richard Nixon. It was Richard Nixon. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Richard Nixon was the Orange County guy. Um, Ronald Reagan I, lived up in Simi, Va uh, Simi Valley, which is in Ventura County, other side of Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, I, I did not know that at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, fun, 
fun fact, uh, there's a restaurant in uh, San Juan Capistrano, which is the next city over from San Clemente, that uh, was a favorite place for Richard and Pat Nixon. And they have Richard Nixon's order um, as the presidential special on the menu. And Mason and I went there uh, a few weeks ago on our way home from Legoland. And it just so happens that I get the same combination at Mexican restaurants that Richard Nixon did, which is a taco, an enchilada, and chili relleno. Wow, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I don't know what that really <laughs> says about me as a person, but um, <laughs> it was really good. So anyway. Oh, look forward to hearing about your craft someday. <laughs> yeah, well, Carter, if you come visit, I'll, I'll take you down there. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, question three. What president's iconic plantation is located on a hill overlooking Charlottesville, Virginia? Oh, um, it's uh, Thomas Jefferson. Yes, exactly. Question four. Located adjacent to Monticello is the Highland Estate, the former home of what fifth president? Oh, you gave me a hint there. Um, I did. Now I'm going to look really dumb when I don't get it right. Um, is this James Madison? Not Madison. Is, Steph? Is it... Um... Is it Monroe? It's James Monroe. Yeah. Uh, the estate is owned and maintained by the uh, the College of William and Mary, which was Monroe's alma mater. Um, and the, again, did not know you were going to be a contestant today, Margaret. I really hope you get this one right. Question five. <laughs> Loca located 10 miles east of downtown Nashville is the Hermitage, the plantation that was home to what president? Gotta be our boy Andrew Jackson. Yep, old hickory. I led tours there when I was a kid. Did you really? I did. I got to dress up and everything. That's okay. so cool. It was very fun. It was really, really cool. I would honestly love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would definitely, I would recommend it. I got to go on like a field trip as a kid and they made us memorize a script and stand outside and I got to talk about Sally Jackson. Oh, cool. I... Honestly, like a dream job for me would be like leading tours of some old mansion. Oh, you'd be great at that. Yeah. yeah. You'd be really um, good. I, I would give the best tour. Um, yeah, I should do that. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Andrew Jackson. Yes, he owned the plantation from 1804 until his death in 1845. Alrighty, Steph, are you ready for your five presidential homes? Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Question one, what president lived at 123 Lexington Avenue in Manhattan, a home now the site of a Middle Eastern and Indian grocery store? This is a tough um, one, I will admit. First president that popped into my head right now is Martin Van Buren. Well, you picked the right state, but uh, no, oh. it was not, not Van Buren. He was from upstate, oh. I think. Margaret, do you know? Oh boy, um, gonna similarly take a shot in the dark and say Millard Fillmore. Also a New York president. Um, that was but, a great uh, choice. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I like your line of thinking. Yeah, we're looking for obscure New York presidents. Um, Chester Arthur is this one. Um, and the grocery store is called Calustians. And it's located on the first two floors of the home with apartments on the top three so there you go so it hasn't been preserved at all um no interesting not really 
Yeah. It's, it is on the National Register of Historic Places, but it's just, it's a, it's a grocery store. He probably doesn't attract the same interest as some no, of the other No, admittedly, he does not. <laughs> he, was, he was kind of a reluctant president. He, 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 he was James Garfield's vice president. And then when Garfield was assassinated, just a few months into his term, he became president. Don't know that he really wanted to be president. And then he didn't run again in uh, 1884. I don't believe he ran again in 1884. Um, going to double check that real quick. Yeah, Chester, Chester Arthur uh, is his name. Did he run against? No, he did not run against Grover Cleveland. So, yeah, one-term president. Question two. Originally called the Little Hunting Creek Plantation, what president's older half-brother renamed the estate Mount Vernon? Oh, this is something I should know, but I don't know it at all. Mm-hmm. And so once again, I'm going to guess Ulysses S. Grant. No. No. Um, Margaret? I know. <laughs> I'm sorry to inform you. I believe it was George Washington. Yeah, it was George Washington. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Washington inherited partial interest in the plantation in 1752 when his half-brother Lawrence died. Um, and he, he inherited the remaining interest when Lawrence's widow, Anne Fairfax, died in 17. 61 uh, Mount Vernon, which is located in Fairfax County, which is the county in which both Carter and myself grew up, just about 25 minutes from our houses. So, fun times. Okay. Well, you grew up in the wrong state, so, but you probably should have known that, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, what's done is done. I won't hold it against you. Thank you. Question three. What president's former home is located adjacent to the campus of the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville? Wow, I really wish I knew any of these. Um, um, Millard Fillmore. No. If we can get from him. <laughs> Someday it's going to be Millard Fillmore. Um, not this one, though. Uh, Margaret? I'm going to guess Bill Clinton. It was Bill Clinton, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Bill and Hillary lived there while they both taught at the university's law school. They purchased the home in 1975 and were married in the living room that fall. Romantic. Yeah. Question four. What president's family compound consists of three houses located in Hyannisport, Massachusetts? Oh, um, this would be... Hopefully, John F. Kennedy. Yes, that is correct. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Kennedy family has owned property there since 1928. And finally, question five. What president's former home is now the residence of the president of Stanford University? Oh. This is another tough one. I know. I feel like this is going to be an older-ish president, but he's also from California, so he can't be that old. Yeah. So I'm um, Rutherford B. Hayes. No. Oh. Uh, no, not, not quite that old. Uh, Margaret? Yeah. I See, I would have guessed Reagan again, but I think you told us where he lived. So instead... 
I'm trying to think of presidents who were very academically connected. So I'm going to guess Woodrow Wilson. Um, not a bad guess, um, but actually there's one president who was an alum of Stanford University, um, and that's Herbert Hoover. Oh. Um, he graduated there in 1895, and his wife, Lou, uh, designed the home. And Good for so, Lou. Yeah, and now it is the, uh, the residence of this president of Stanford. So there you go. Well, uh, you both did pretty well with that. So good job. That's the end of round two. So uh, Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have Margaret at 90 and Steph at 70. Alrighty, and now it is time for round three. So Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Of course. So round three would be a lot like round two, in which case you'll get five questions, but this time on different topics. Questions here worth 30 points each. If you go in wrong, your opponent can answer for 15 points. Alrighty, Margaret, are you ready? Yes. Okay. I'm going to attempt to improvise the interstate highway questions here. Uh, oh, boy. I think so. I think I have the, the inadequate knowledge. If anyone base. can. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I can. Maybe we'll mm -hmm. find out. We'll find out. Um, okay. Margaret, mm -hmm. again, just thinking off the cuff here. What interstate highway runs north-south across the state of Tennessee and connects Nashville <laughs> to Louisville, Kentucky, and Birmingham, Alabama. Very nicely done. That's going to be I-95. No. Sorry, sorry, not 95. Uh, sorry, 65. It's fine if you don't give me the points, though. I, <laughs> <laughs> I got so confident for a second and just... You, I mean, you, you really... You, yeah. I was so distracted by thinking about how well you came up with that question. Thank you. Um. I th I think we should give you the points. Um, that was very kind. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm don't I'm don't expect me to be so kind in the future. Um, yeah, that's fair. But I I I know you knew what you meant. <laughs> I hope I did. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I was on this podcast, I believe my brother got that question. Mm. So that could very well be. I'm, I have no excuse not to know it at this point. Yeah, I thought about looking up to see uh, what um which which nashville freeways i've asked you about in the past but uh decided we just uh well i'm lucky for 65 because that's the only one i know yeah well good well there, there's a there's a couple of others that you can ask about but we'll Maybe save those for list. we'll save those for um for future episodes um okay question two in 2017 botanist ed curry announced that he had developed pepper x a pepper allegedly containing twice as many capsaicinoids as what other pepper that curry also developed in a namesake state. Oh, is it the Carolina Reaper? That's correct. Um, both, both peppers were bred in Curry's greenhouse in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Oh, so it's a South Carolina Reaper. I yeah. I mean, I always think of, I mean, when I hear Carolina I go, Oh, of course it's always North Carolina. Right. Um, the better Carolina. I'm going to go out and say it. I'm going well, to take a stop here. I, I, this is a very pro North Carolina pro, uh, podcast. Um, many, many connections. Not, not the University of North Carolina, but no, uh, never the, the state of. And, I'm here to lose you fans today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question three. In 1868, Laramie County and Carter County 
were split off from the Dakota Territory to form the core of what modern day state? Hmm. States next to the Dakotas. Is it perhaps Montana? Uh, it's not Montana, uh, hmm. Steph. Is it Wyoming? It is Wyoming. And I'm checking something here because I don't actually think there's a Carter County unless it was an old county. Or maybe I should just read Mason's explanation. Maybe oh, it's a yeah. Mason County. Well, um. <laughs> in fact, if I had just read Mason's explanation, it would have told me exactly why there's no Carter County. Okay, so Laramie County has not contained its namesake city since a boundary redrawing done a few months after the Wyoming Territory was created in 1868. So the county seat of Laramie County, if I remember correctly, is actually Cheyenne, which is the, the state capital. Um, but the city of Laramie is in Albany County. Yes. Right. Carter County would later be renamed to Sweetwater County and is today centered at Rock Springs. So that's in the um, western part of the state, I believe. Yes. That's nice. There you go. So there's no more Carter County. Sorry, Carter. Um, we'll try to get Tanner to fix that for us. Okay, question four. A large folded screen is usually placed in front of a person in what role, whereby they control the world and outcomes of a tabletop RPG? Hang on, sorry. I got so excited about the premise of your question that I'm not sure what I'm supposed I, to be telling you. I, I, I kind of thought you would, yeah. Okay, <laughs> a, a large folded screen is usually placed in front of a person in what role, whereby, oh. they be, they, whereby they control the world and outcomes of a tabletop RPG. So what's the name of the I, role? Yes, I, I, uh, the general term would be a game master. In certain games, it might be a dungeon master or something similar. Um, I have I have down here for the answer dungeon master or game master. Wonderful. So you've covered I've all your bases. My previous embarrassment. <laughs> well done. Um, the screen is to hide the preparation and other notes that the dungeon master has or game master from the players at the table. Again, had no idea that. Uh, this um, is working that, in my favor, unfortunately. Yeah, it has has worked out pretty well for you. It's a good thing that you chose to go first. Um, <laughs> Okay, and I'm going to attempt to reword this next question on the fly to make the answer something that you've heard of. Um, oh, boy. All right. Okay. Um, on September 30th... Wait. Okay, how do I want to do this? Oh, dear. See, this, see this is the problem, is that one of the people that I was going to have on, who was going to be in your position, Margaret, is an opera person. And so uh -huh. this is an opera question, but I think I can reword it in a way that maybe you'll know the right answer. All right. Well, I expect me to let you down here. Okay. Um, even though it was written before La Clemenza di Tito, what was the final opera by Mozart that premiered, the last opera that he wrote to premiere during his lifetime? Okay. And it's I one that you've probably heard of. Probably heard of this. And I... I'm trying to remember the name of it. I think it has something to do with a flute. Um, and it is completely escaping me at this moment. Um, yeah, I can only think of like Shakespeare titles right now. And I know it's not like a Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, 
I can't come up with anything right now. I'm you, sorry. You you want to throw something out there though, because you're the, on the right track. The, the, is it the magic flute? It is the magic flute. Yes. Yep. Wow. Die Zauberflöte uh, is the oh German title. Yes. Or those of us who are in the industry, we just call it flute. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. 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 So you just said flute. Yeah. I was I, like, oh, it's not a flute. We all know I, flute. I honestly probably would have given it to you if you just said, oh, it's flute. <laughs> magic flute. Yep. Well, um, Steph, okay. So now I have to okay. improvise your interstate highway question. Um, oh and this time I'm actually going to look at the map. Okay. Um, right. And I want to figure out what the total mileage is here. If I can, here's the total mileage. Yeah, it's He's a long way. I bet. It's a long way. Is that the total mileage? <laughs> I'm going to probably cut this out. Probably not. <laughs> I'm staring at a map of the state of Massachusetts. Okay. Um, yeah, here we go. Question one. What secondary interstate highway forms a partial loop around the greater Boston area running for over 100 miles from I-95 in the north all the way down uh, to Wareham? Ah, now this is very, very very similar to the interstate highway question you gave me the first time I was on this show. Uh, yeah, and probably so my answer as it was last time will be 495. That is correct. Yes. Very well. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. When, when, when I say that I got these contestants like literally less than 10 minutes before we started this. So I did not have time to write any new questions, which is why I'm doing this on the fly. So yes. Good job. Both of you. Yeah, question two. <laughs> While there are many, 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 Mason wrote that many, 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 many bugs, glitches, and exploits in Sonic the Hedgehog 2006, or Sonic 06 for short, one of the most infamous culprits of many of these issues is the Sky Gem, an item that gives Sonic the power to do what kind of movement? Oh, boy. Um, I played Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm going to say... Fly? Does he ever fly? I'm going to say fly. Flight. Yep, that's correct. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, the gem on paper allows Sonic to fly to a location a short distance away. However, thanks to the rushed coding of most of the game, the Sky Gem enables Sonic to go out of bounds in many different situations, including escaping many boss arenas, skipping entire levels, launching him high in the air. Though unlike the infamous box launch, the Sky Gem launches are much more area-specific, and even getting an extremely weird quick kill on egg wyvern we've mm -hmm. i'm not going to try to pronounce that again <laughs> good, thank, good you, for thank you mason yeah. for that explanation um okay question three question three <clears throat> roger roger waters was among the co-founders of what rock band famous for albums such as the dark side of the moon and the wall Oh, I can tell Margaret knows this, but I don't know this at all. So I'm just going to say ACDC and move on. No. Margaret, what is it? It's one of my favorites, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, really, the, the, these questions ended up working out really well for you. Uh, yeah, I got very lucky this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pink Floyd. Um, 
my uh my fun anecdote about pink floyd is that um in seventh grade my english teacher miss coffee um whenever we'd work on in class assignments or whatever she'd put on music and the first track on her like cd or whatever that she'd play was another brick in the wall part two um which of course starts with we don't need no we don't need no education um which i always thought was really funny because particularly because she was very straight laced um and by the book <laughs> teacher so yeah, throwback that was her outlet yeah. oh, truly yeah uh Question four. On August 25th, 2023, the San Francisco 49ers announced that they had traded what what former third overall pick who the team had previously traded three first round picks and a third round pick to move up and draft to the Dallas Cowboys for a single fourth round pick? I'm so sorry about this one. This is an amazing question. Okay. <laughs> Wait, is that the whole question? Yep, that's the whole question. Oh, okay. Mason, you wrote the apology part. <laughs> Wait, so he was so he was actually drafted by the 49ers. Yes. Oh, third overall. Yes. Oh. Okay. But you didn't give me position or year or anything. Is that correct? Um the year was this year actually. August 25th of this year. So Oh, okay. Like last week or 2 weeks ago. Um 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 I don't know what position he plays, but I'll I'll look that up. Oh, he plays. Oh, he plays quarterback. Uh -huh. Okay. Traded to the Cowboys. Apparently. Oh, yeah. No, I I I don't know. Well, okay. Going back, I know Kaepernick, but that's far gone. Garoppolo wasn't drafted by them, and then they had like this star guy that I don't know the name of who I also don't think was drafted early because he like was supposed to be really bad and ended up being really good. Yeah. So I just don't have the answer to this question. That's, so that's fair. Gonna, I'm just going to pass. You've, you've pr frankly provided much, a, a lot of really accurate and good background information. Um, and it's really unfortunate that the question so, was not <laughs> about any of this, about any of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Margaret, do, do you know? Oh gosh, I can name like one NFL player and I'm pretty sure it's not him, but I'm still going to say Patrick Mahomes. No, no. Uh, he does. Yeah. And he is once again for the third consecutive year, my quarterback in my uh, fantasy football league. Um, we had the draft for that yesterday. It's actually my brother's friends' league. Um, and I won last year. Wow. Yeah. So, thank you. I was very proud of myself. Um, can't say that I really did a whole lot to, to, you know, win, but I did win. So that's, that's all that matters. Anyway, um, this guy's name is Trey Lance. Um, uh, uh. yeah, Lance has appeared in only eight games in his two seasons as a pro. His standing was further hurt with the sudden emergence of Brock Purdy, whom you alluded to Steph, uh, la who was the last overall pick from the 2022 draft who led the Niners to the NFC Championship game after Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo both went down due to injury. Uh, this was cemented in training camp when Lance was named the third string after Purdy and the newly acquired Sam Darnold, who had distinguished himself in both camp and preseason play. So there you go. Finally, question five. What comedian hosted the game show Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? I never watched that show. Um... 
anything I'm going to say is wrong. I'm just going to say Jerry Seinfeld. No. Margaret, do you remember? Uh, was it Wayne Brady? No, not him. Okay. Carter, did you ever watch it? As a fifth grader, yeah. Were you smarter? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Carter, Carter is smarter. Carter was smarter than all the other fifth graders. Um, I think so. Um, do, do, you, do you remember who hosted it? I really have no idea. Okay. Um, Jeff Foxworthy. What's the, okay. what's the guy? Can't, can't um, say I've ever heard of that name. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> maybe it was a little before your time stuff. Um, anyway. He is part of the Blue Collar Comedy Tour along with fellow comedians Larry the Cable Guy, Bill Engvall, and Ron White. Yeah. Well, that's the end of round three. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? Looks like we have Margaret at 225 and Steph at 145. All righty, and now it is time for round four. So, Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Well, round four is our showdown. We'll each get the same three questions. Questions here are worth 40 points each, and we'll ask you to uh, make note of your answer in some way, either by writing it down or putting it somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well put, Carter. I'll text it to my mom. (laughs) Uh, Okay, here we go. Um, Steph, uh, Margaret, are you guys ready? Yeah, we're not. Ready. I'm Almost. just gonna grab a little. Almost ready. Okay, I am ready. Okay, here we go. Question one: What French aristocrat and military officer was commissioned as a major general by the Second Continental Congress at the age of nineteen? Alrighty, Margaret. What is your answer? The Marquis de Lafayette. Steph. I also had Lafayette. That's correct. I just yes. wrote Lafayette. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, the Marquis de Lafayette. Um, he offered to serve without pay, which is how he got his position. Um, and he later became <laughs> he later became a player in the French Revolution um, and even turned down an offer to become dictator during the July Revolution of 1830. Wow. He's a busy guy. Uh, question two. What activist and social worker founded the Hull House in Chicago one of America's most famous settlement houses. Reach way far back into that a push memory. Any any guesses? Steph, we'll start with you. I wrote um, I wrote Ida B. Wells. Okay. That Margaret? feels like a better guess. I wrote down Malcolm X. So I really couldn't think of anything. No, you're no. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Steph Kess was much, much more in line with uh, this. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, her name is Jane Adams. Um, Adam Adams was also a co-founder of the American Civil Liberties Union. Wow. Twenties. Yep. Good for her. Yeah. And finally, question three: Who won the Academy Award for Best Actor for his role as King George the Sixth in The King's Speech? This came out in seventh grade, I believe, for, for Margaret Carter and me. We were all, of course, big King Speech fans at that age. Well, I, I was actually. <laughs> I remember that. I remember it coming yeah. out. Um, yeah. I really liked the film. I mean, it's right up my alley. Um, 
I think I, at the time I was a little scandalized by the by the number of times they said the F word in the film. Um, Not anymore. Probably why I didn't watch it in yeah. second grade or whatever. Well, you would have been in what, third grade, maybe? Yeah. We'll say third. Yeah, I think third for you. Okay. Do we have any answers here? I I wrote uh, Anthony Hopkins. Okay. Margaret? Um, so I wrote down Millard Fillmore. <laughs> <laughs> finally, the Millard Fillmore question. Uh, I yeah. knew it. I knew it would be him finally. No. And sadly, sadly, no. Um, and uh, Anthony Hopkins, unfortunately, was not in this film. Um, uh, this is so. uh, Colin Firth was the, oh, was the king. Oh, yeah. yes. Of course. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he also won the BAFTA award for that role. So, yeah. Well, that's the end of the game. So, Carter, can you please give us the final score? Our final score is Margaret with 265 and Steph with 185. Well, congratulations, Margaret. You have won. Um, Yay. I broke you, my losing streak. Yes, you yeah, finally finally won. <laughs> um, do you have anything that you'd like to say? Oh, um, well, I pledge to go learn more about Millard Fillmore after this. That's all I can say here. Yeah, well, the the next time you're on, you can you can uh, you uh, you can bet on an entire round two category about Millard Fillmore. Fantastic, and I'll be ready. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll have it just for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, thank you both for joining us. Uh, it, yeah, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Margaret and Stephanie, for being on the show today, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper, and thank you, Mason Cook, for composing the music. Today's questions were written by Mason and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform. And please leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Uh, and check out our uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. L at Trivia Over Tea. Go follow us on all those platforms. Um, I'll try to remember to actually post when we have new episodes because I've been very bad about that. Um, yeah, this is episode 97 in total. Um, wow. And... I think I found a way to do an episode every week now. And so that means that on September 27th, we will have our 100th episode. So expect big things for that. Um, in the meantime, please tune in next week and the week after for episodes 98 and 99. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have some good shows. So tune in next week.